Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the BNB Anime Podcast. I am your host, Brad. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Brad, where's Blue? Where's the absolutely beautiful voice that's typically accompanying you and also doing the intro to this podcast? Well, she can't be here today. Her mother had surgery. Don't worry, the surgery went well. It was a success. And she is recovering nicely, but because of that, she just was not able to make this episode. However, she sends her regards and she will be back next week. So, I have a little bit of a different episode planned for today because of the change in everything. So, instead of us covering our typically scheduled topic, I'm going to be instead just doing an intro to the winter 2021 anime season because as you all know blue and i have been just absolutely looking forward to a lot of the anime that's coming out this season so instead of just trying to do the normal topic and moving on with things from there i just figured why not just sit down just have a chit chat me and all of y'all and just talk about everything that i've been watching because this season is stacked so although i'm not covering everything that the winter season has to offer that's mainly because dr stone comes out next week so i'll have a little bit more about that episode whenever next week's episode comes out however first things first life has been interesting now that this is the first official episode since blue and i's break christmas was a lot of fun i enjoyed my stint in the hot tub it helped my back immensely and also during that time off i've spent a lot of time just enjoying minecraft i got a realm and i've been playing with friends and just kind of rebuilding a lot of the old stuff that we had back on the the old ps4 days because Man, I know Blue and I have talked about this before, but I've been playing Minecraft for years. And during the PS4 days, that's some of the most fun I've ever had, because that's whenever I was really getting to know a lot of my best friends now. And especially one of my just closest friends, she and I would stay up all night long and just tear down mountains and just build and talk and just a lot of fond memories so being able to actually do that on a pc server and just rekindle a lot of the memories that we had from back then it was it's been a lot of fun i've really enjoyed it outside of that a lot of anime has been watched i've never felt so caught up but also so behind it's been yeah it's been an interesting time off to say the least but i am looking forward to actually getting back and sitting down with blue and recording more episodes because it's been it's been too long it's been what three weeks it's been ages so definitely ready to get back down and get into it so as usual now that the chit-chatting about life is over first news because i cannot let our first episode back go without news but not just any kind of news demon slayer news so demon slayer has officially passed your name as the number two all-time japanese film worldwide prior to demon slayer being released in japanese theaters or not just even japanese theaters but theaters around the world your name sat at number two and prior to 2020 your name was the number one film but in mid 2020 spirited away got re-released into theaters so therefore it pushed its worldwide total back above your name and so with demon slayer making headway with it being released in hong kong taiwan japan and vietnam it has officially toppled your name as the number two anime film of all time and is very quickly gaining on 
spirited away again. It's exciting to continue to see it pushing the way that it's pushing. Demon Slayer currently sits at 361 million US dollars from its worldwide box office totals, and Spirited Away currently sits at $383 million. So it's very quickly gaining on it. However, Japan looks like it's going to be entering another state of emergency, so that very well could affect the numbers of how quickly Demon Slayer is just kind of pushing its way up the charts. However, there's just no way to know how it's going to go or how long it's going to take. I definitely think it's going to be inevitable for it to pass spirited away, but it's definitely not going to be as quickly as one would have thought. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes just to see how much bigger Demon Slayer just continues to grow. I think I saw a statistic to where it's like, I think it was like one with the number of tickets that have been sold in Japan. It's equal to about one out of five people in Japan has seen Demon Slayer, and that is just wild. So I'm looking forward to it. I definitely need it to be released here in the States because it's, yeah, it's, I'm excited. Especially after reading through the manga. That's going to be so good. Next piece of news. So the Slam Dunk basketball manga is getting a new film. So that's exciting. I don't, I know Slam Dunk has looked at one of those basketball animes that's very, like, typically in the realm of basketball animes. You got Kurokono Basuke, and then Slam Dunk is just a step behind it. The art style on it is interesting. I don't know much more about the show without having done some digging into it, but it's definitely something that Blue and I will have to cover at some point because I am intrigued by it. After seeing the art style and seeing that a new film has been announced, it'll be, I think it'll definitely be worth covering just to see how all that's going to go. And next piece of news, Sony has officially halted PS4 production in Japan, except for the slim PS4, the black ones, because it is trying to supplement production of the PS5. So for those who have not gotten their hands on a PS5, myself included, it seems like production on those are ramping up even more, so it'll be a little bit easier to get your hands on it the next time. Hopefully, we'll see, because... To those that know, it's been a bitch to try to get your hands on one of those because of the amount of scalpers and everyone else that's buying them up. But I I know I need one because being an avid Dark Souls fan like I am, I really want to go back and play Demon Souls because I never beat it on the PS3. It's the only Souls game that has eluded me beating it. So I am I need it. I need it in my life. I need to beat it. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of heartache. But at the same time, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And finally, last piece of news, and back on Demon Slayer, of all that, who would have thought? Lisa's Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba film theme song of Homura has officially won the song of the year in Japan. Now, I don't think that's a surprise, considering how much Blue and I have talked about both Grinch and Homura, and how it's just absolutely destroyed both the Japanese charts this year and also just worldwide. I think Lisa was the highest grossing non-domestic U.S. artist across the entire world. And that's awesome. As a just avid J-pop listener, it's awesome to see artists that I've listened to for a long time start to get more and more recognition, and she deserves it. Lisa's phenomenal. She is a great artist, and if you if you like J-pop music, go check out more of her stuff, because not just her stuff she does for animes, but all of her stuff is just really good and really well written. 
So I can highly put my stamp of approval on that one. And yeah, that's that's all of the news. I know it may seem like I'm flying through this episode, and it's mainly because I don't I don't have anyone to banter with. I don't I can't just drag it out. I could sit here and BS about everything, but what what fun is that? So I guess it's just time to guess it's just time to get into the topics for today. I say topics because I have a few different shows to talk about. So, first one's first. Tokyo Mew Mew. I have continued to watch this show a little bit in my spare time. And it's been... It really has been a joy to sit back and watch. I know that Blue and I have talked about it a little bit before. And kind of the nostalgia feels that come with the show. And I can, I can see it. It's very reminiscent of Sailor Moon in my eyes with the transformation scenes and everything else that goes along with it. But it's, it's been a real joy to watch. It's lighthearted, but it has a really compelling story for what it is. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And the more I get into the show and the more characters it introduced, the more I'm realized that there's more depth to it than meets the eye. And I know what you're thinking. Cat girl made anime that's like Sailor Moon? It's compelling and deep? Yes. Yes, it is. I can. I can confirm. But I'm up to four of the main squad being introduced now. And it's just, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. It's been, it's been a pleasure watching it for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to getting through as much of it as possible. But who knows how long that's going to take because there's, there's a lot of episodes. And now the actual winter 2021 anime that I need to sit down and talk about. The first one that I'm going to sit down and talk about is one that I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast before, but the quintessential quintuplets. Now, I know I've spoken about this before, but your boy loves a good harem anime and just a good rom-com in general. And the quintessential quintuplets is both. The main story of the show is our main character, whose name I can't remember because I can't remember shit going into these but he is the top student in his class and he takes a job offer to tutor some girls and in typical anime fashion he is greeted with five girls quintuplets all with vastly different personalities and in true anime harem fashion they're all dumb they all get straight zeros on all of their tests and it is yeah it's not a good time for him so the vast majority of the show is just him trying to work on getting their test scores up and all of that jazz well, the second season has officially kicked off this week, and therefore means the first episode has come out. And it picks up right where the show left off at the end of the first season. The main character got a really bad cold, and it turned into having the flu, and he ended up having to be hospitalized. Well, second season kicks off with him in the hospital, and just having the quintuplets come see him in the hospital, and getting little flashbacks here or there of his past. I'm not going to go into anything really spoilery with this one, because Blue and I haven't covered it, so I can't just kind of go back and reference anything on that one. But if you enjoy a good rom-com and a good harem, I highly recommend going to check that out. Now, for one of the two shows that I know that y'all have come here for to listen to the discussion on. First, The Promised Neverland. Oh boy, there is, there is a lot to unpack on this one. So, spoiler chicken hats on for the rest of of this episode on because it is it's gonna be there's a lot to unpack with this episode and re-zero as well 
Just a little bit of background on The Promised Neverland for those who have never watched it. You have, for the first season, our three main characters, Ray, Emma, Norman, who find out that the orphanage that they are living in is actually a farm for children. They are raised, they are judged by their test scores, and then they are harvested depending on their intelligence, with the lowest scores being harvested first and the highest scores being held off on being harvested until they are 12, because apparently that's when they're at their peak. I don't know. It's demon logic. I I don't have any idea how that works. And so once Ray, Emma, and Norman find this out, they devise a plan to escape. And the entire first season is them just trying to figure out how in the world they're going to escape, piecing together all of their plan as they go along, while also having to dodge the mother of the plantation and her brought-in help in Sister Crone. And the show is just a lot of plot twists going back and forth, just about every single episode, if not all of the episodes, in a cliffhanger. So it will literally grip you from the first episode on, and the second season follows that path to an absolute T. The episode kicks off right where the first season ended, with Ray and Emma and the rest of the children that escaped being in the forest on the run from the demons and ray emma and the kids as they are running they are being hunted and while they are being hunted they go over some of the stuff from the first season because they found code in some of the books from William Minerva. And one of the last things that Norman gave Ray and Emma before they escaped was a pen to where they could decode the stuff that was in Minerva's books. And so while they're using the code to figure out things and use their location to figure out where they're going, the demons catch up to them. So... Ray decides to use himself as bait because he's the best at tag to lure the demons away while Emma and the rest of the children run. So Ray does his absolute best to keep the demons guessing and he does a phenomenal job until his body just gives out and he just can't go on anymore. And so as he is trying to just get up from having collapsed from pure exhaustion, he is very swiftly whisked away by a hooded figure. Then jump over to Emma and the rest of her crew. Well, as they were running away, Emma, or they stopped to take a break, and the rest of the kids just look at Emma and they're like, hey, you're really pale. What's wrong? And Emma's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go back and check on Ray really quick. Just, just give me a minute. And she collapses as well. But hers isn't from exhaustion. It's from her ear. Because at the end of the first season, she had to cut her ear off. So hers is just the wound from her ear being reopened and just blood loss. So she collapses as well. But right after she collapses, the kids are greeted by a small hooded figure of a woman she's like hey safety is this way so y'all come with me and it isn't implied whether they actually go with her or not but the cutover for the next scene is ray waking up in a bed with a lantern of glowy crystal flowers and he's like huh what where am i what's going on and he goes to just kind of find his way around and he goes into the next room over in the tunnely cave area that they're in and you see emma and ray's like oh my god she's alive she's here oh oh no and so he wakes her up and emma's just like you're alive and gives him a great big old hug and it's nice and sweet 
And so they decide they're going to go look for the rest of the children. So they get up and start walking down the hall and they are greeted by the small hooded female demon. And she's like, oh, the rest of the kids are this way. Come along. And Ray's like, oh, where's the where's the other hooded one that saved me? She's like, oh, he's behind you. And he shows up and they're walking along. And then Ray and Emma just stop. And Ray's like, why would demons be helping us? And it cuts to show the small hooded lady's feet. And it's Demon Claw feet and they both just look absolutely horrified and the giant hooded figure in the back is carrying a massive sword so you know that's that's a thing and the episode just ends with ray having divulged the information of both of them being demons and you just you gotta wait for next week's episode to see and again it's just true clover works promise neverland fashion of just leaving a cliffhanger and it is one hell of a compelling episode to start off a season with like if there's any way to continue from where they left off and just keep the momentum going that's the way to do it the promise neverland is just headed down a path of just being potentially in the running for one of the anime of the year at least up to this point and i could not be i could not be any happier with it i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes my grade for the first episode uh, i'm gonna give a nine and a half no i'm a i'm gonna give it a nine because it does a phenomenal job of just picking up where everything left off and continuing forward and just still leaving you with just as many questions as you think it gives you answers and the op and ed are very good as well i don't know if the op is as good as the first one gonna sit down and rewatch them and compare them it's different but i don't think it's different in a bad way and then the ed is another like watercolored or hand sketched ed with some really fitting music and it's just pretty there's a lot to love about it so needless to say promise neverland great just great start looking forward to where it's going from here and finally our last topic of the evening what i have been looking forward to since the second season was announced and the second I found out that it was going to be Split Core. ReZero is back. And boy, oh boy, does it just not pull any punches. So, again, spoiler chicken hats are on because I'm going to give an in-depth analysis of the episode. So, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, click off. Go watch what Blue and I had to say about season one and the first core of season two. If you're lost, don't understand what's going on, or in general, just go watch the show. ReZero is phenomenal, and it just keeps getting better as it goes along. So just go give it a watch. You will not be sorry whatsoever. And with all that being said, time to get into episode 39. So the episode kicks off, same as The Promised Neverland, right where the show left off this time. Or right where the end of the last episode ended. With Subaru and Otto still having their powwow about friendship and all that fun stuff. And Subaru gets angry with Otto and tries to tackle him. But Otto's like... Ah, oh, you're just a weakling. Fuck you. And flips him over him. And Subaru's just like, oh, I've been defeated. It's not like that at all. But it, you, you get where I'm going with this. Anyway, and I was like, look, man, we're friends, aren't we? So let me, let me help you. I realize you put on this tough guy act for Amelia. I get it. But you don't have to put it on around me, man. So just tell me what's going on. Like, tell me what your plan is, what you're thinking, all that other fun stuff. And Subaru's like, all right, 
I don't know if you're going to believe me, but here's everything. And we don't know what exactly he told him. We don't know if he told Otto about his return by death ability. We don't even know if Subaru can still tell people about his return by death ability after meeting Satella. But Otto's like, okay, I'll go ahead with your plan. And so it's immediately set in motion from there. Subaru immediately goes to see Roswald, and Subaru's just like, all right, I'm going to make you deal. It's like, we're going to put our visions for the future on the line. If I win, you go with mine. If you win, you go with yours. And so, Subaru. And so the stakes of the bet is, is that Subaru cannot die. He cannot have a reset over the next three days. And he has to save the mansion and the sanctuary all in the same life. And Roswell just does not think Subaru can do it. And he's like, look, you've got three days to get this done before the snow gets here, along with the white rabbit. And for the attack set to kill off Frederica Rim and Petra. And so Roswell's like, okay, fine. And what are your terms if you win? And Subaru's just like, you have to, like, I want to make Amelia the ruler and you're going to do everything in your power to help me. And Roswell's like, why would you trust me with this? Like, I've backstabbed you. I've done all this. And Subaru's like, look, I'm not worried about all of that. You're going to, you're just going to help me. And that's that. He's like, I need your help. So Roswell agrees that part of the plan is set in motion. And as Subaru is trying to leave, Ram stops him. And it's just like, oh, if you want to be able to do this, you're going to have to, you're just going to have to be honest with Amelia. And Subaru's like, what? Why are you helping me? You're on Roswell's side. And Ram just slams the door in his face. Oh, so Otto and Subaru separate. At this point, Subaru goes off to go sit with Amelia for a little while and help her. And Otto goes off to do other stuff. And before all of this, Subaru went and met with Ryuzu to speak with her about the ordeal that went on between her and the three other clones. And Ryuzu explains everything that happened with the clones, why there's only three of them that guard it and the other one that's banished that wears white and looks like Zero Two. And also why that Ryuzu and Garfield are really close. So Subaru goes off to sit down with Amelia and comfort her. And Subaru's just like, look, you can talk to me. Like, I'm here to help you. And Amelia's just like, I don't, I don't understand. But the most you can sit here and do for me is hold my hand while I sleep and watch over me. And once all this is said and done, I'll be able to hopefully take on the trial in the morning. And while all this is going on, you're seeing flashbacks of Amelia's past and she's telling Subaru what she remembers about her time while she was frozen. And she explains when she got frozen and what happened to her family. And you see that their family is frozen solid as well. And that's where Amelia was whenever Roswell found her and asked her to join the Royal Selection. Roswell told her, look, if you join the Royal Selection and win and help me get that, then I will do everything my power to unfreeze your family so Amelia's like cool and as she's telling Subaru all this she's like I hope you don't think less of me for having my own selfish personal gain in all of this and Subaru's like what no I love you no I would never no one can blame you for being selfish in all of this there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because especially considering she's willing to help people along the way so there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever and so Amelia's like will you just stay with me until morning and Subaru's like sure why not and with that being said Subaru holds Amelia 
his hand and she is out like a light real quick. Then Subaru's like, all right, I got one more person to talk about to see if I can get some more information out of them about what's going on. So Subaru goes to pretend like he's going to choke Amelia and Puck appears for the first time during the second season. He's like, uh, 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 that's not going to work, Subaru. What do you think you're doing? And with that, Subaru and Puck talk. And you see that Puck's running out of spirit energy. He's smaller than he usually is, and it's just tiny. But he tells Subaru that he needs to look after Amelia because there's no one else outside of Subaru that loves Amelia as much as he does. And he tells Subaru that he is the key for Amelia being able to beat the trial. And cut to morning and or not cut to morning it, it's a undetermined amount of time in between that conversation and amelia waking up but it's still nighttime and amelia wakes up from a nightmare of the her time being frozen and seeing her mother and puck is there and amelia's like <gasps> puck and she rejoices with puck for a minute and puck's like all right look i've been trying to break our contract and amelia's like what why why do you are you trying to break our contract and puck's like look you have to you have to remember what's going on and so once i break my contract and i disappear you'll be able to remember everything and amelia's like what don't go no please don't and puck's like look it's it's what i gotta do but don't worry there's someone else that you can lean on obviously referring to subaru amelia doesn't realize this but hey you know it's whatevs so they have a nice little sweet moment and puck's turning transparent and then the crystal that amelia keeps on her necklace breaks and amelia just passes out and wakes up in the morning to or not even wakes up in the morning it cuts to morning and everyone around the village is looking for amelia garfield's running around he's like what what's going on what happened and ram's like uh we're trying to find amelia she wasn't there whenever we all woke up and so garfield takes off, runs to the crystal chamber that has Ryuzu in it. Nobody's there, or so he thinks, and then Otto pops out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, I have a part to play. I'll be your dance partner for right now, and we don't know what comes out of that. And while everyone else is looking for Amelia, Subaru stumbles to the area of the where he typically has the witch's tea party. And he sits down with Amelia and he's like, all right, now we need to talk. And that's where that episode ends. Oh boy, it's it's a lot to unpack with this one. It, again, continues to give so much lead up going into where the show is going and still also not answering questions that we have. And I... <sighs> I love it. There's just so much to look forward to where the show is going to go. I've sat down with a few of my friends and talked to them about it. And I don't, with everything they have to go forward with, with the rest of the show, from where we're at now, or from where the episode ended, Subaru now has two to maybe two and a half days left to deal with everything going on between the sanctuary and back of the mansion. So his time is running short if he wants to be able to save both. And I'm not I'm not sure if they're even going to be able to get Rim back this season either. Because I don't know how they're going to deal with the White Rabbit. How they're going to deal with Elsa and the little Maw Beast user whose name I can't remember. But she's a little bitch. And everything else that they have to go on with. I don't know how they're also going to be able to deal with greed and gluttony all at the same time so i don't know man 
there's so much I need to happen this season, but considering this is only, or this is the last core of the second season, I don't know how they're going to be able to pull off everything, if they're even going to be able to pull off everything that they have set forward in motion. But I am so excited. I'm also excited to hear the new OP and ED. We still haven't gotten either of those yet, but I'm sure they are in the works. More than likely, we'll end up getting it for the next episode, if my theory on how the OPs and EDs in ReZero work. I don't know. We'll see. But that episode, I'll give it I'll give it an eight and a half. There's a lot to unpack with it, but it's all just lead up. It's getting you refamiliarized with everything else that's going on and just kind of pushing the story forward little by little. Not a whole lot happens, but there's enough to where you see the plan is fully in motion and everything is moving forward. But yeah, a lot of fun. Great episode. Animation is just top notch as usual, and I am looking forward to it. And yeah, that that wraps up everything in this episode. Now, for the plugs for this episode, you can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender. She does not stream right now, but if you'd like to be notified whenever she does, she does play a lot of games like Minecraft, Stardew Valley. She does art streams, all that fun stuff, so you can find her there. She also has an Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM, and she also has a YouTube and TikTok where she uploads art videos at Blue Lavender. I also stream. I've actually been streaming a decent bit over the holiday season and during Blue and I's time off. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Brad Carter Gaming. I also have an Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming, and I also run all of the social medias for the podcast as well. So you can find the podcast at BNB Anime on Twitter, Instagram if you like anime memes. I also post a lot of those on the Instagram as well, so you can be sure to check those out there. We also have a website. You can find the website at http colon slash slash www.bnbanime.com where you can find an archive of all of our episodes, info about Blue and myself, photos if you want to put a face with the voice that you listen to on this friends of the podcast artsy stuff how to get in contact with us other projects that blue and i are working on outside of this so on and so forth we also have a youtube at bnb anime where you can see all of our previously archived episodes as well as long as some really fancy thumbnails that a friend of ours helps us out with we are very grateful for those they are lovely to look at and very, very helpful to have. And Blue and I mentioned this on the last episode as well. However, I have a little bit more information to give out. So I'm going to divulge that now. Blue and I have both worked on a project for OddPod. They are making a film that Blue and I both had the pleasure to be a part of. Blue is actually associate producer on the project. And I just had a short little cameo for myself and the podcast on it. Blue had a lot bigger hand in some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on it, and it was, it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of it. If you want some more information on that, Oddpod's YouTube channel will have some more info in their latest video. Also, the film has a release date, or a is supposed to be releasing at the end of... January, so at the end of this month, if you are interested in pre-ordering a Blu-ray or DVD copy of the film, you can go to oddpodmovie.co.uk. You can pre-order all that stuff there. If you are a Prime member in the U.S., 
Canada and maybe the UK. I think if you have Prime, it will be available to rent or if you either to rent or to buy or if you're outside any of those territories then you can just order it directly from the website to get that taken care of. And seriously, Dan, thanks again for letting us both be a part of it. It was an absolute pleasure, and we greatly appreciate it. And outside of that, I think that wraps everything up. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for sitting through this episode with me. It has been, I'm sure it was a little bit weird not having Blue here. I know it was definitely weird for me not having Blue here. However, she will be back next week. So look forward to that. Outside of that, we will catch y'all next time. Bye-bye!